It's episode 185 of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, and we've got football for you. Find out who won in week one of football playoffs, plus find out your scores in Indiana and Northern Kentucky. Also, who's playing in week two? Before you start your football Friday and Saturday off, get your local sports here on the local Sunday Sports Podcast, episode 185. Welcome to the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. This is a weekly audio podcast that covers all sports in Dayton and Cincinnati, Ohio, and covers areas from Northern Kentucky and the Ohio River up to Lima and Allen County, from Richmond, Indiana and the surrounding Whitewater Valley region to Madison County and surrounding areas. If you want local sports, this is your source. To find your favorite way of listening to this podcast, as well as visiting the Tee Public and Redbubble shops and find the latest episodes, please visit sindaypod.com. This opening theme was created with the Splash app. It's time for another episode with your host, Lee W. Mowen. It's another football Friday here in Southwest and Central Ohio. Hope everyone's doing well. Like I mentioned, this week we're going to have two episodes instead of a long, like, two-hour matinee. We're going to split them up in half, and the next episode, released tomorrow, is going to talk about soccer and volleyball playoffs in the state. And I think those might have already started, so yay me. But... We're going to start with football. It's just football today. And we're going to talk about the Bengals' latest loss at Baltimore. But first, we're talking about high school football. Week 1, 664 schools opted in. There were a couple cancellations thanks to the dreaded COVID virus. But they did get a lot of playoff football in. So luckily, that was the case for a lot of these teams. It is sad that some of the teams had to give up playoff runs because of COVID. But unfortunately, that's just how the virus crumbles. So we're going to start with Division One Again, the biggest schools in Ohio is Division One, And Division Seven will be your smallest schools. Divisions 1, 2, 3, and 7 played Friday night, 4, 5, and 6 played Saturday night. And we'll start with Region 2, Division 1. This is where some of the big Dayton schools are, including Middletown as well. Middletown is normally in Region 4 because they're more Cincinnati school. But due to trying to get it all even in Division 1, Middletown got bumped up to Region 2, which again is Dayton, Columbus, and a little bit of Toledo. And we start off with the number one seeded Dublin Kaufman Rocks beating Beaver Creek 56 to 7. Springboro takes out Finley, a battle of 8 versus 9, 28 to 19. Miamisburg, the 13th seed, shut out at Olin Tangy Liberty, the fourth seed, 35 0. Fairmont picks up their first ever football playoff win in school history as the number 12 seeded Firebirds knocked off number 5 Perrysburg on the road 41 to 14. The Northmont Thunderbolts they shut out Middletown the battle of 2 versus 15 35 nothing. Number 7 Marysville defeats number 10 Dublin Jerome 35 14. Springfield the 3 seeded Wildcats knock off Toledo Whitmer the 14 seeded 
Whitmer, 27-17. And number six, Wayne, 20. Number 11, Centerville, 10. As we move to Region 3, this is mostly Columbus schools, but since we have added Central Ohio schools to the mix, it wouldn't be fair to leave them out of the playoff race. Now, would it? Number one, Pickerington Central. They roll across number 16, Grove City, 49-0. And our first upset of the playoff scores as number nine, Hilliard Darby, takes down number eight, Gahanna Lincoln, 21-7. Another upset as number 13, Hilliard Bradley, takes down Groveport Madison, the fourth seed, 28-7. Number five, Reynoldsburg, 53. Number 12, Lancaster, 19. Pickerington North, the second seed, takes out Hilliard Davidson, the 15th seed, 35-22. Number 10, New Albany, upsets number seven, Westerville North, 34-3. Westerville Central, the three-seeded Warhawks, they did not play against number 14 Central Crossing, but they will advance to the second round because Central Crossing was deemed with the coronavirus. And another upset for you, and good hockey battle later on in the year, as number 11 Upper Arlington takes down number 6 Olentangy Orange, 17-10, and I believe that... Is a little revenge from the Golden Bears for their regular season loss to the Pioneers. We move on to Region 4. This is all Cincinnati as we start off with the number one seeded Lakota West. I tell you, this Firebirds defense is really, really strong. Plus, their offense is really good as well. And they put it all together against number 16 West Claremont, 44 to nothing. In the battle of 8 versus 9, Lakota East defeats Sycamore, 28 to 10. And yes, that does set up a Lakota battle of Westchester. Spoilers. Number four, Mason defeats number 13, Lebanon, 34-16. Cole Rain defeats Milford, 38-7, as five downs 12. The game I called last week, number two, Princeton. They hosted the number 15 seeded Oak Hills. And the Vikings pour out their second highest points total in a game, and also record their first shutout in the year by taking down the Highlanders 55 to nothing. Elder, they were down by 11 late in the fourth, but come back and defeat number 10 Fairfield 42-39. And yes, that sets up Princeton Elder. I'll talk a little bit about that later on in the podcast episode. We have St. Xavier defeating Walnut Hills 49-13. Another good-looking opponent, the Bombers. They're the three-seed. And an upset for you as Hamilton hosting their first-ever playoff game at HHS. They fall to number 11, Moeller, 43-27. We move on to Division 2, and this is where the buys start to take place for Division 1. No such thing. Everyone played Week 1. That didn't have coronavirus, I mean. But we'll start off with Region 7. It's a big mix of schools, and mostly Columbus, I believe. Your buys went to number 1, Massillon Perry. Number 2, Massillon Washington. Number 3, Westerville South. Number 4, Olentangy. Number 5, Green. Number 6, Wooster. And number 7, North Canton Hoover. Now, keep in mind, for some of these regions, there's more teams or less teams that have buys. It just depends on what division and region it is. So, Region 7 results look something like this. As number 8, Dublin Sciota takes care of number 25, Mifflin, 48-14. Big Walnut puts a 62 on the scoreboard by downing Logan and advancing on the Big Walnut Eagles. Number 10, Lake defeats number 23, St. Charles, 37-7. 
Number 11, Olentangy Berlin rolls across number 22, Whitehall Yearling, 47-7. Worthington Kilbourne downs Marion Harding in the battle of 12 and 21. 42-21 is your score there. Licking Heights defeats number 20, Whetstone, as the 13-seeded Licking Heights wins 28-9. Number 14, Watkins Memorial, 44. Number 19, Northland, 6. We have number 15, Walnut Ridge, downing number 18, Independence, 42-28. And an upset of the 16-17, as number 17, Canal Winchester, downs Mount Vernon, 45-7. On to Region 8. This is mostly Cincinnati schools with some Dayton mixed in. And I think there's a couple Columbus schools in here as well. Your buys went to number one, Witten Woods. Number two, LaSalle. Number three, Piqua. Number four, Kings. Number five, Turpin. Number six, Anderson. And number seven, Stebbins. As number eight, Edgewood rolled across number 25, Columbus West, 62 to 12. Troy defeats Franklin Heights, 49 to six in the battle of nine versus 24. However, as I'll talk about later on, Troy's playoff run ended with that win. They got the COVID and they have to forfeit week two in the playoffs. Number 10, Sydney defeats number 23, West Carrollton, 31 to 12. Taze Valley shuts out number 22, Briggs, 68 nothing. And number 21 with throw advances against number 12, Fairborn, thanks to COVID-19. That's the second time the Skyhawks contracted the virus. And unfortunately, it happens at a time where the Skyhawks are looking forward to going in the playoffs. We have number 13, Talawanda, defeating number 20, Belmont, 56-13. Number 14, Harrison, defeating number 19, Lima Sr., 32-28. Little Miami staves off a ferocious Loveland counter in the fourth quarter as the Panthers to claw the Tigers, 48-40. And number 17, Xenia, shuts out number 16, Tecumseh, 18-0. Onwards to Division 3, we talk about Region 11, and we start off with a couple buys. In fact, nine of them, to be precise, as number one, St. Francis of Sales, number two, Bishop Hartley, number three, Fornville Sheridan, number four, Jonathan Alder, number five, London, number six, Bishop Watterson, number seven, Jackson, and number eight, Granville, also number nine, Eastmore Academy. We start off with Dresden Tri-Valley. This is not Tri-Village in New Madison. This is towards, you know, where that big giant basket is, where Longenberger used to be. Whatever happened to that basket? It's probably still in the ground because it's a building. Anyway, Tri-Valley 50, number 23, Centennial 0. Hamilton Township has stayed hot since their week one loss as the Rangers, the 11th seed of Rangers, down Beechcroft 50-16. to 16. Number 21, Miami Trace with a big upset over number 12, Chilla Coffee, 27-14. We got number 13, Zanesville, downing number 20, Buckeye Valley, 30-8. 14-seed at Columbus South defeats Bell Fountain, 44-18. Western Brown downs Athens, 42-12. Wilmington, 56, Marietta, 14. And unfortunately, like their Troy Trojans, the Hurricane playoff ends after week one. It's the COVID that gets the hurricane. To Region 12, this is mostly Dayton area schools with some Cincinnati mixed in. Your buys went to number one, Bellbrook. Number two, Hamilton Baden. Number three, Trotwood Madison. Number four, New Richmond. Number five, Ross. And number six, Alter. And we start off with scores as number seven, Tippecanoe, rolls across number 26, Ponix, 55 to 6. We have number eight, St. Mary's, defeating number 25, Greenville, 56 21. 
Franklin defeats Vandalia Butler in the 9-24 battle, 14-6. Number 10, Mount Healthy defeats number 23, Fenwick, 40-7. Dunbar, the 11th-seeded Wolverines, scratch out the number 22-seeded Aiken Falcons, 33-6. Monroe, 27, Elida, 10, the big upset for the Hornets. As Monroe seeded 21st, Elida, 12th. We have number 20, Goshen, with an upset of their own as the Warriors down Hughes, the 13-seeded Big Red, 37-14. We have number 19, Carroll, defeating number 14, Salina, 42-39. We also have number 18, Wapkinetta, shutting out number 15, Lima Shawnee, 15-0. And not an upset as number 16, Shamanau Julian, takes down number 17, Northwest, 31-28, in a very close game between the Eagles and the Knights. Now we move on to Division 4, Region 14, some Northern or Northwest Ohio schools, I should mention. Buys going to number 1, Bellevue, number 2, Shelby, number 3, Huron. Huron, excuse me. Not sure why I decided to pronounce it Huron, but Huron. Number 4, Keystone, number 5, Van Wert, number 6, Wasion, number 7, Napoleon, and number 8, Kenton. Your scores start like this. Number 9, Ontario rolls across Vermilion, 62 to nothing. We also have the Firelands, seeded 10th, defeating number 23, Upper Sandusky, 59 to 20. It's not upper than Sandusky, Ohio. Just saying. Anyway, number 11, Clyde, 42. Number 22, Brookside, 6. You might remember the Clyde Flyers being the Division Four state title winners last year and stopping a very impressive Wyoming Cowboys run. So Clyde on the chase for another D4 state title. They get off the right foot. As we'll have number 12, Port Clinton, taking down number 21, Perkins, 40-21. Edison defeats Clear Fork, 35-28. Bryan takes down Clearview, 42-12. Rossford, 44. Triway, 34. Galleon, 55. Lutheran West, 7. To Region 15, now, this is more spread out, but again, some Columbus schools in the mix. As St. Clairsville has a bye as the number one seed. Licking Valley, the two seed. Three-seeded Bloom Carroll. Fourth-seeded Meadowbrook. Number five, Gallia Academy. Number six, Marion Franklin. To the Columbus schools we go as number seven, Heath. Downs number 26, Fairfield Union, 44-7. Number eight, Warren. Downs number 25, Columbus East, 45-0. John Glenn defeats Circleville 41 to 22 in the 9-24 battle. Number 10 Cambridge 55, number 23 Lyndon McKinley 14. Carrollton, the 11th seed of Carrollton downing number 22 Bexley by a 48 nothing margin. Number 12 Vinton County 33, number 21 Union Local 20, and number 13 Philo 43, number 20 Maidsville 0. Indian Valley downs Indian Creek 35-0. Logan Elm downs Lakewood 48-0. And Highland upsets Riverview in the 17-16 battle 50-33. Now to Region 16. This is where your Dayton area schools are in Cincinnati 2. Buys go to number 1 Clinton Massey. Number 2 Indian Hill. Number 3 Wyoming. Number 4 Waverly. Number 5 McNicholas. Number 6 Wasion. Seems like I forgot to update that. Sorry about that, everyone. We'll try to get that as we talk week two playoffs. Number seven, Valley View, and number eight, Waynesville. 
So your results in Region 16, Division 4, are number 9, Bethel Tate, 54, number 24, Urbana, 14. Milton Union defeats McLean, the 10 and 23 battle, 36-10. Eaton rolls across Northridge, 52-28, and the Eagles' first appearance in the playoffs in a decade. And that 2010 Eaton team, very impressive. We also have number 12, Unido, 42, number 21, Hillsboro, 14. Norwood takes out Schroeder in the Battle of Cincinnati, 36-18. Number 14, Taylor downs number 19, Northwestern, 49-6. First playoff win ever for Taylor. Number 15, Oakwood downs number 18, Batavia, 44-28. Thurgood Marshall slides by number 16, Washington, a Washington courthouse, 49-41. And on to Division 5. We got Region 18 first. Your buys go to number 1, Liberty Benton. Number 2, Osego. Number 3, Ottawa Glandorf. Number 4, Lyria Catholic. Number 5, Eastwood. Number 6, Northwestern. No, this is not Springfield Northwestern. Number 7, Winford. They get the buys in Division 5, Region 18. Number 8, North Union downs number 25, Fostoria, 48-0. The Battle of 9-24, number 9, Genoa Area, downs Brooklyn, 55-0. Number 10, Indian Lake, takes care of number 23, Willard, 37-12. Lima Bath shuts out Swanton in the Battle of 11-22, rather, 37-0. Wayndale, 26, Lake, 20. Oak Harbor, 69, Chippewa, 17. Number 14, Orville, 35. Number 19, Fairview, 30. Marion Pleasant upsets the 15-seeded Raiders of Benjamin Logan, 35-13. And number 16, Elmwood, 53. Number 17, Lakota, 21. To Region 19, your buy is going to number 1, Ironton. Number 2, Ridgewood. Number 3, Williams, Wheelersburg. Don't know why I always have problems saying Wheelersburg. It's because I talk too fast. Number 3, Wheelersburg, number four, Columbus Academy, number five, Harvest Prep, number six, Bishop Reedy, and number seven, Liberty Union. The sixth seed, I almost forgot to say Reedy, because it's spelled ready, but it's pronounced Reedy. I knew that because I announced their softball run a couple years back at Wright State. Anyway, number eight, Johnstown Monroe takes care of Utica, 56-13. Wellston, 42, South Point, 8. Amanda Clear Creek, 43, Morgan, 24. McDermott Northwest, 21, Portsmouth, 20, Piketon, 53, Minford, 51. Big upset as number 21, Piketon, downs number 12, Minford. Coshocton, the 13th seed school, they defeat Zane Trace, 39-8. Portsmouth West, 34, Chesapeake, 14, Oak Hill, 42, Megs, 8. New Lexington, 41, West Falls, 6. Now to Region 20, your buys going to number 1, Roger Bacon, number 2, Blanchester, number 3, Brookville, number 4, Versailles, number 5, Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy, number 6, West Liberty Salem, number 7, Springfield Shawnee, and number 8, Greenham. And we start off with a big eye-opener as Taft puts an 84 in the scoreboard. I believe that's the highest-scoring team in the playoffs for week one in our coverage area as the Senators take care of number 24 Meadowdale 84 to 12. Number 10 Middletown Masson with a shout out win of their own. I watched some of that game thanks to Butler County High School Sports Report 47 nothing for the Mohawks. Number 11 Marymont I believe they pick up their first school win. Is it Marymont or Madeira? 
I think it's Madeira that does that. I apologize. But the Warriors take care of Reading, 31-28, battle of 11-22. and 22. And Madeira does win their first playoff game ever in school history as the Mustangs stomp across Bethel and the Bees, 58-13. Preble Shawnee picks up their first playoff win ever in their first playoff game as the Arrows take out Claremont Northeastern, 45-6. Purcell Marion with an upset win over North College Hill, 30-14. Madison Plains defeats East Clinton, 58-25. Carlisle edges out Summit Country Day for a 17-16 upset, 28-21. And now we move on to Division 6, Region 23. Buys going to number 1, Fort Fry, number 2, Centerburg, number 3, Fairland, number 4, Worthington Christian, number 5, Barnesville, number 6, Nelsonville, York, number 7, Shenandoah. And we start off with number eight, Afrocentric in Columbus. They knock off Kip Columbus, 34-14. Number nine, Buckeye Trail. They don't have a game against Mount Jalid, but that's because COVID stepped in and Buckeye Trail advances. Dawson Bryant takes care of number 23, Grandview Heights, 57-6. Symes Valley, 36, Southeastern, 14. Marion Elgin defeats Fredericktown, 52-42. Number 13, Valley, takes care of Northridge, not the Dayton Northridge, 34-13. We have number 14, Rock Hill, defeating number 19, Crooksville, 26-10. Loudonville, 35, Northmore, 14. And number 16, Belpre, advancing over number 17, Newcomers Town. Although, I can't find a score, and I can't find any news saying there was COVID involved. So Belpre advances. That's all I know. And now to Region 24. Buys going to number one, Coldwater. Number two, Mechanicsburg. Number three, Adena. Number four, West Jefferson. Number five, Covington. Number six, Allen East. Number seven, Paint Valley. Number eight, Fort Recovery. And number nine, Fairbanks. And number 10, Greenview. And also Minster. They do not have a game in week one because COVID strikes number 22, Defos Jefferson. We start off with number 12, Arcanum. Rolling across Dixie. 57 to 29. I want to say that's 5731. I'm not sure. We'll double check on that. But Arcanum does defeat the Dixie Greyhounds. We have number 13, Anna, taking care of number 20, Miami East, 40 to 7. It's Parkway 36, St. Bernard Elmwood Place 6. Deer Park 31, Northeastern 14. And Triad takes care of Nor takes care of National Trail in an upset win, 42 to 7. And National Trail's coming off a couple weeks where COVID struck hard at NT. Now we move on to Division 7. This is your smallest schools in the area. Your buys in Region 26 go to Lima Central Catholic, who I believe their game this week got COVIDed. So they're moving on to Week 3, the Thunderbirds. Number 2, Arlington. Number 3, Lima Perry. Number 4, Calvert. Number 5, Spencerville. Number 6, Hopewell London. And number 7, Lipsick. And number eight, Pandora Giboa. They advance over number 25, Corey Ralson, thanks to COVID. Number nine, Mohawk 67, Ridgedale 0. Number 23, Antwerp with a big, big upset. 23 upsets 10, 20 to 17 over Waynesville Goshen. Patrick Henry defeats Van Lu 51 to 12. We have Macomb shutting out Upper Scioto Valley 41 0. Crestview defeating North Baltimore 69 7. Edgerton 34, Ayersville 22, 
Eden 34, Acadia 7, and Delphi St. John's 41, Harden Norvin 8. And Region 27, we got two more regions to go in these scores. Buys in Region 27 go to Trimble, the top seed, East Knox, Hannibal River. Sorry. Number four, Danville. Number five, Newark Catholic. Number six, Caldwell. Number seven, Shadyside. And number eight, Beaver Eastern. We have Burn Union defeating Bishop Rosecrans, 63 to 6. Number 10, Frontier taking out Fairfield Christian, 54 to 13. Reedsville Eastern advances over number 22, Sayotaville East. And yes, it's COVID. This is also a COVID result. Gnaden Valley advances over number 21, Portsmouth, Notre Dame. Number 13, Cardington Lincoln takes care of Fisher Catholic, 68-43. Number 14, Waterford, 49. Number 19, Miller, 0. I have no idea why I'm messing up my numbers. I apologize. Number 15, Toronto, 26. Number 18, Tuscaroras, Central Catholic, 12. And last update, Monroe Central and Strasburg Franklin. Didn't have an update on that, so we'll find out when we talk about week two in the playoffs. And Region 28, mostly Dayton area schools. Your buys go to number one, Marion Local. Number two, Fort Lower Main. Number three, New Bremen. Number four, Tri-Village. Number five, Riverside. Number six, St. Henry. Number seven, Ansonia. Number eight, New Miami. Number nine, Fayetteville Perry. Number 10, Tri-County North. And number 11, Grove City Christian. And number 12, Lachlan doesn't have a game thanks to COVID on the side of Manchester. Number 13, Cincinnati College Prep. Downs number 20, Twin Valley South at Summit Country Day, 48 to nothing. Number 19, Southeastern upsets Layman Catholic, 21-19. We have number 15, Troy Christian, 42, Ridgemont, 6. And Cedarville, 35, Mississinawa Valley, 6. And now for non-playoff scores, because it was the right of schools and they didn't want to participate in the playoffs, that's okay. If you want to play games after that, that's fine too. And some of these schools chose to do that. Some of them had buys and didn't want to sit idle for a week. I can understand that. Now, I'm not saying I have all of them, but I looked through all my sources, and these are the only ones I found. There's going to be a lot more this upcoming week, because I know Oak Hill's scheduled a game at Middletown. At least I think it's at Middletown. I know Middletown and Oak Hills are involved, and they're going to play football this week. But we'll start off with Bradford breaking a long losing streak dating back to, I believe, 2016, as the Railroaders clip the Springfield Catholic Central Irish 26-23. Anderson rolls across former ECC phone with throw 52-18. Dayton Christian defeats Huntington 34-31. And Clark Montessori defeats Woodward 34 to 20. And that's your playoff scores for week one. Now, let's load up the file and get you some Indiana and Northern Kentucky scores. And yes, I use two different uh, Microsoft Word files. And I have the conferences still up for next season because pretty much in Ohio, we're going to talk about the playoffs from here until the teams lift up the state trophy. So let's start with week eight of East Central and Southeastern Indiana scores. There's one regular season left. And in the North Central Conference, Anderson defeats Richmond 16-10. Tri-Eastern Conference, Centerville, they're the top dogs in the Tri-Eastern Conference. 
It's funny because they're the Bulldogs in Indiana. <laughs> and they hand Union City a 56-2 loss. Centerville keeps rolling in eastern Indiana. Winchester defeats Lincoln 13-6. Try defeats Hagerstown 42-7. Monroe Central claws out the Patriots of Union County 53-7. And Knightstown 27, Northeastern 12. Now to the Eastern Indiana Athletic Conference. We have East Central defeating Greensburg 50-7. Lawrenceburg defeating Connorsville 49-0. South Dearborn defeating Rushville 53-13. And Franklin County... I have it as a 4-0 victory, but I'm pretty sure it was 49-0. Really should double-check when I'm writing these scores, but Franklin County does defeat Batesville. If it's 4-0, that's two safeties, and I'll be very impressed. But there you go. Mid-Indiana Football Conference, Edinburgh shuts out Rock Creek 42-0. North Decatur defeats Switzerland County 44-0. Providence defeating Milan 29-21, and South Decatur shutting out the Twisters of Oldenburg Academy 28-0. And now we move on to Week 5 in Northern Kentucky scores. We start off with the Colonels of Dixie Heights. They have picked up a considerable amount of steam since dropping their first two games in the year. They have now won three straight as they take out the Pioneers of Simon Kenton 28-14. Highlands flies over Boone County, 43-0. Dayton defeats Bellevue. Green Devils win it, 22-13. Newport Catholic, 59. Ludlow, 21. Newport, 19. Lloyd, 13. Beachwood, 48. Holy Cross, 6. Ryle, 21. Campbell County, 7. Brossert, 34. Bracken County, 6. Walton Verona, 47. Owen County, 8. Holmes, 26. Boyd County, 14. West Jessamine, 62. Scott, 23. And Connor 27, Cooper 20. And that's your Northern Kentucky scores there. Your college scores, well, Cincinnati was off last week, and they'll be off this week as it looks like the COVID has struck UC. The game at Tulane, the Golden Hurricanes. Excuse me, that's Tulsa, the Gurn Hurricanes. Golden Hurricanes, even. That's pushed back to December 5th. And your NFL scores. We're talking about the Ravens and Bengals game next. The Browns keep on winning. As we'll pop those scores now. I forgot to update a couple of these. My apologies. Slacking on this episode. But that's okay. We'll find out. And the Ravens did defeat the Bengals, however, 27-3. And the Bengals got a last drive field goal, which the Ravens staff took exception to. But, um... If you didn't want to give up that field goal, maybe you should have stopped them. I don't know. That's just my theory on that. Week 5, we go back and we talk about yeah, the 27-3 Bengals lost to the Ravens. Now Baltimore is 4-1. and We have the Browns defeating the Colts 32-23. And we also have the Steelers defeating the Eagles 38-29. So let's talk about the Bengals game since we're already here. And then we'll jump into week two for playoffs. How many times can I talk about it and it being relevant? Well, a lot. You know how much that I think that Joe Burrow is the cornerstone of this franchise, because he is. And I think the offense is still good. The offensive line... <laughs> Where do you want me to start? 
I know Baltimore's got a very good defense, and they're you know in the running for the Super Bowl if they can get past Kansas City. But I don't know. I mean, the Bengals' defense played all right. Uh, Jesse Bates is coming into his own. He's one of the better you know safeties in not safeties cornerback. Sorry, he's one of the better defensive players in the league. And also, Lamar Jackson was banged up. You didn't see the full potential of Lamar Jackson because that's a guy that can beat you with the arm and with the feet. And it's just like, you know, Princeton's quarterback, Mikhail Lind, I say on all the broadcasts. He's got a good arm. He's got good range. And he can run it if he needs to. What I'm saying, though, is just I feel like there was a missed opportunity. And the offense just, it just wasn't there. And that's mainly because the offensive line isn't giving Burrow enough time to set things up or giving the running game time to set things up. I wasn't going to pull the stats, not because, you know, I didn't want to see them. It's just because, you know, I could talk about this and, you know, I'd be fairly right. But I just feel like if, oh, by the way, the Bengals got 70 yards of running and only 183 yards of passing from Burrow. So, yeah. Not a good day for the offense, and that does break the streak of 300-plus yards for Burrow in three consecutive games. At the same time, you look at the sacks by yardage. Burrow got sacked seven times. Yeah, remember the Eagles game? He got sacked eight times. How are you going to protect Burrow if he's getting hit by the quarterbacks? Or quarterbacks... Yeah, the quarterback runs out and gets him. How are you going to protect Burrow as a quarterback if, you know, the offensive line can't do their job? It it breaks my heart because I know this Bengals team has a bright future, but just the offensive line, it's just, it's tough to keep seeing. It's, It's tough to realize that you have a potential turning of the franchise and you can have pretty good team battling in the playoffs but the offensive line can't protect you and the defense is out there too long then you know what are you going to do i mentioned that lamar jackson wasn't 100 percent, but he still threw for 180 yards and only ran for three yards on two attempts well, that's a positive yardage he ran for seven yards on one run got sacked once but yeah no touchdowns for burrow one pick like I mentioned, just one field goal scored by the Bengals, and only fifty-nine or yeah, fifty-nine yards on twenty-four runs by Mixon. Ten yards, three runs by Burrow, and Thomas threw in a yard on one touch. You're not going to get things done that way. It's just I I don't think the Bengals are going to get another number one pick. I think this is going to be a better year than two and fourteen last year. I think the Bengals will pick up a few wins as the season carries on. Now, someone records this, and 185 is like, you said they're going to win a few games. Where was that? <laughs> I'm going to say your voice sounds funny, so there you go. But, no, I, I, I do feel like this is a better Bengals team than last year. It's just the offensive line, just, it just frustrates me talking about this week after week after week. Yes, the offensive line needs help. And I was listening to this other podcast, uh, Sports with Strawberry Ice, and that's on anchor.fm if you'd like to listen. And he was 
completely right. I mean, the offensive line coach says, oh, we're good. How can you be good when Burrow's getting sacked seven times, eight times? He's already got sacked like 24 times this season. And we're just past the quarter way point. That's unacceptable. Have your quarterback sacked 24 times in now five games? That's acceptable? No, that's all right. No, it's not. It just, yeah, as you can tell, my, if I were in charge of the Bengals, we'd fix that offensive line. Burrow needs protection. Now, yes, I know some of the sacks are, you know, from his rookie year, he's running out and then, bam, there's a defender because he didn't get rid of the ball or he's not sliding. I get that. At the same time, though, I mean, you got to protect your quarterback and you got to get something going because you got a great running back, you got a great quarterback, and you got a pretty lethal air game if you get it going. And Baltimore shut it all down. Credit to the Ravens. Like I said, I think, you know, they're going to be in, they're definitely going to be in the playoffs unless they just fall right off a cliff, but I don't see that happening. Uh, I think they couldn't compete for a Super Bowl. It's just can they get past Kansas City? And that I don't know. Look and see if there's any other stats that's not going to anger me. I will say the Bengals did have the ball more in terms of time of possession, 34 minutes and 39 seconds to 25-21, which, uh, yeah, that, that might sound good, but when you only get three points in nearly 35 minutes, that's not so good. So, yeah. Not a good day for the Bengals, but, you know... The Bengals have the Indianapolis Colts this upcoming week, and they'll be at Lucas Oil Stadium. And, you know, I I think the Bengals can compete with Indy, but they do have a strong defense of their own. So I still miss the days of, you know, Andrew Luck being a Colt because, you know, he's a good guy. It is sad how his, you know, Sports career turned out because he had the same problems too. No offensive line. He just got shredded back there. I will say the Colts, second best defense in the league. And offense, just a couple clicks over the Bengals. They're now led by Phillip Rivers, which is still the weirdest move to me. Because, you know, Phillip Rivers has been in San Diego slash Los Angeles for good what is it, over 10 years? So, I I think the Bengals can give a good game in Indianapolis, but we'll see how it goes. If the offensive line can't stop that Colts defense, then it might be another rough week. And that'll take us to a quick breather, and we'll come back round two of the playoffs. We'll talk about that next here on the local Sunday Sports Podcast, but first... Hear the wise words of shopping at Redbubble and Tee Public. Hey, listeners, thank you for being supporters of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Now, what if you wanted to show your support with merchandise? Well, that's possible thanks to Redbubble. Do you like stickers? Sure, you do. What about phone cases, travel mugs, pins, drawstring bags, and even wall clocks? You need to check out redbubble.com. I myself have purchased stickers and a phone case from Redbubble, and they are great quality. What better way to show your support for this podcast by rocking a sticker on your laptop 
or rocking a brand new case with the podcast logo. There's a lot more to choose from at the Redbubble shop, such as greening cards, masks for the coronavirus pandemic, zipper pouches, backpacks, water bottles, and even phone and iPad cases. You can search for the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast on redbubble.com or find the direct shop link at cindaypod.com. Redbubble! Hey listeners, thank you for being supporters of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Now what if you wanted to show your support with merchandise? Well, that's possible thanks to TeePublic. You have a wonderful selection to choose from, like t-shirts, sweatshirts and hoodies, baseball shirts, masks for the coronavirus pandemic, and even household goods. Not only does TeePublic sell clothes with the podcast logos on them, but they also sell stickers, phone cases, pins, magnets, notebooks, and more. Plus, TeePublic also holds sales constantly with $13 t-shirts and all of our items up to 35% off. What are you waiting for? Visit SindayPod.com to find the direct link or search for the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast at tpublic.com. A portion of each sale helps out the podcaster and you spread the word of this podcast. T-Public. So, yeah, go shop there. Every purchase does come back to help me out. So, let's start with talking about week two. Already in the regional quarterfinals, it's... I'm going to blink and we're already in the state title game. It's just going to go that fast. So let's start with Division One, Region 2. And because Dublin Kaufman and Springboro won, that'll be your matchup. Springboro will travel to Dublin Kaufman. Remember, Divisions 1, 2, 3, and 7 play tonight, Friday the 16th. 4, 5, and 6 play Saturday the 17th. So... Dublin Kaufman hosts Springboro. Number four, Olin Tangy Liberty will host number 12, Fairmont, who already put in a good travel in their buses by going up to northwestern Ohio and Barrysburg. Now they'll get to go to central Ohio to take on the Patriots. Number two, Northmont will get to welcome in number seven, Marysville. And we'll see number three, Springfield battle number six, Wayne. This should be a very good G-Walk battle here. And very interesting to see how the Wildcats and Warriors will do in their second matchup. Also, Northmont having a great year. That is your regional quarterfinals in Division Two Region, excuse me, Division One Region Two. Now we talk about Region Three, and we start off with number one Pickerington Central hosting number nine Hilliard Darby. Number thirteen Hilliard Bradley will be at number five Reynoldsburg. Number two Pickerington North has number ten New Albany flocking in. And number three, Westerville Central, will host number 11, Upper Arlington. Now we move on to Division One, Region 4. And we go to, finally, the Battle of Westchester. Lakota West hosts Lakota East. Didn't happen this year thanks to COVID and only having six regular season games, but it's nice that it's happening in the playoffs. So yeah, Lakota West, Lakota East, it's separated by a couple exits off I-75. Lakota East is your Northmore school, and it's right off Sinday Road, and you can see right off I-75 just before you get to Liberty Center and Tylersville Road. Lakota West, that's closer to Ikea and the gas station that charges you about 60 cents more per gallon. No, seriously, you get off on Union Central, head west towards Lakota West, and it's like the first gas station on your right. It's always like 60 cents higher. It's like, why? 
Reminds me of the gas station in Carlisle that used to be like three sixty nine a gallon, and then you go further down the road, it's like two oh two or something like that. Anyway, Lakota West, Lakota East, that will be our first battle. Number four, Mason will get number five, Colerain. Number two, Princeton has number seven, Elder. Now, I should tell you, I'm broadcasting this game. It'll be on WatchHSSports.tv, and it'll be five ninety nine tonight. And the reason why it's a little bit cheaper is because Spectrum is broadcasting this. So if you get cable, you can watch it on Spectrum. And if you want to hear my voice, you know, you know, the money goes to Princeton High School. So think about that. But no, Spectrum is airing this game on TV. Therefore, no video broadcast for me. Back to audio, which I'm perfectly fine with because, you know, that's my bread and butter. You know, radio. I live for describing things that people can't see. So, But Princeton will host Elder. Very excited for that game. Two very good teams. And it'll be the first non-conference game for Princeton on the season. And we'll have another GCL South battle as number three St. Xavier hosts number 11 Moeller coming up an upset win against Hamilton. That should be a very good game. I mean, we got solid games here. I mean, of course, as the regional quarterfinals, you're starting to cut some teams down the size, but at the same time, I'm I'm excited. I, I love playoff time. I'm so glad I get a chance to broadcast in the playoffs. And yeah, I know most schools got in, but at the same time, I'm pumped. You know? I, I'm I'm super excited and I really, really think tonight's game will be a great one to watch or listen to. So let's talk about the second round because remember for Division 1, there's no first-round buys. Everyone plays the first week. For Divisions 2 through 7, you get buys. So we are in the second round, not quite in the regional quarterfinals. So we will talk about number 1, Perry, hosting number 17, Canal Winchester. Dublin Sciota will host Big Walnut. Olin Tangy welcomes in Licking Heights. Green will host Worthington Kilbourne. On the other side of the brackets, Washington, they had a buy. I believe this is Massillon, Washington, if I remember right. They'll get Walnut Ridge coming in. Hoover gets Lake. Westerville South, Wilkinson, Watkins Memorial. And Wooster will host Olentangy, Berlin. And that's Division 2, Region 7. We move on to Region 8 of the same Division 2. Witten Woods will host Xenia. Edgewood will move on as Troy had to bow out thanks to COVID. So Edgewood will get the winner of Witten Woods and Xenia. Kings in Talawanda, that's by the magical land of Kings Island. The Knights will host the Brave. Turpin will host Withrow. Again, this is another former ECC battle. We have LaSalle hosting Little Miami. Sydney will take on Stebbins for the second time this year. Harrison will travel to Piqua. And Anderson will welcome in Taze Valley. So, again, just all these matchups. It is sad to talk about Troy not being able to move on. And I think that Edgewood-Troy game would have been quite an interesting one. But, you know, unfortunately these things happen. Region 11 and Division 3, your games look like this. Wilmington had to forfeit, so that will give St. Francis Sales another buy. And the Stallions will wait for the winner of either Granville, the eight-seeded Aces, or number nine, Eastmore Academy. Both of those teams had a first-round bye. We all have Jonathan Aller hosting Zanesville. 
We have London hosting Miami Trace. Hamilton Township goes to Bishop Watterson. Columbus South goes to Sheridan. Thornville, Sheridan. Tri-Valley gets to go to Jackson and the Ironmen. And Bishop Hartley will host Western Brown. So now we move on to Division Three, Region 12. And again, your first round buys. They'll get their first taste of the playoffs tonight. Bellbrook will host Shamanau Julian, the Battle of the Eagles. We have St. Mary's Memorial, which is on Max Preps brackets, it says Memorial. That does not help at all. St. Mary's will get to host Franklin. I believe they played each other last year with St. Mary's coming out on top. Goshen will go to New Richmond. That's a battle of the SBAAC, the Southern Buckeye Academic and Athletic Conference. We have Ross hosting Monroe. Good Butler County matchup there. Hamilton Baden will advance on as Wapakoneta gets the dreaded COVID again. So Baden gets two buys. They'll wait the winner of either number seven, Tippecanoe, or number 10, Mount Healthy. That's number seven, Tippecanoe, not number seven, Tippecanoe, like I spoke. I could blame the gear on that, but no, it was me. Sorry. Trotwood Masson will get to host Carroll, battle of three and 19. And number six, Archbishop Alter will get to host Dunbar. I'm pretty sure they'll play that game at Kettering. Could play that at Centerville, too. But Alter gets to host Dunbar. Good Dayton battle there. Hey, let's move on to Division 4. I think I mentioned Region 14. Probably should. I have the file still up. I could just look, but yeah. So we'll have Galleon at Bellevue. Ontario at Kenton. Keystone will host Edison. Van Wert gets Port Clinton. Wassian will get Clyde. Brian will go to Huron. Napoleon hosts Firelands. And Shelby gets Rossford. This is Region 14, Division 4. Region 15 looks something like a this. You know, there's a lot of people that complain about Max Preps. It's not the platform. It's just what people put into the platform. Because some schools, they put everything in there. And other schools... Not so much. Personally, I like the conference sites like GMC, GWALK, uh, Southwestern Buckeye League has one of those now. I wish the Cross County Conference would have one of those too. I thought they did, but I, I don't know. Maybe the Western Ohio Athletic Conference will, but that's neither here nor there. Highland goes to St. Clairsville. Warren gets John Glenn. Meadowbrook hosts Philo. Gallia Academy gets Vinton County. Carrollton goes to Marion Franklin. Indian Valley's at Bloom Carroll. Remember, these are Saturday games because it's Division 4. And Licking Valley hosts Logan Elm. Now for Region 16. This is the one I'm most familiar with. We'll start off with Clinton Massey hosting Thurgood Marshall. Waynesville gets Bethel Tate. Waverly will host Norwood. McNicholas gets Unito crav crawling in. It's about to say craving, and I don't know what that meant. Sorry. Graham will host Eaton. Wyoming gets Taylor. But Taylor has to forfeit because, you guessed it, COVID. So Wyoming gets the winner of Graham and Eaton. I think that'll be a pretty interesting game between Graham, Eaton, and then Wyoming next week. Move on. Valley View will take on number 10, Milton Union. It'll be a second matchup between the Spartans and the Bulldogs. And Oakwood will travel to Indian Hill. And that'll close out Division 4 nicely. Hey, how about Division 5? 
We'll start off with Liberty Benton, the top seed team. They'll host Elmwood. North Union will get Genoa area coming in. Illyria Catholic gets Oak Harbor. Eastwood gets Waynedale, the highest seed in this bracket. Ostego gets Pleasant, Marion Pleasant. Winford gets Indian Lake coming in. Ottawa Glandorf will host Orville, and Northwestern gets Lima Bath. And that was Region 18 of Division 5. Region 19 of Division 5 looks something like this. Looks like a bracket, like all of them do. Amazing. Ironton gets New Lexington. Ironton, the top-seeded squad. Johnstown Monroe will host Wellston. Columbus Academy gets Kenoshan. We have Harvest Prep hosting Piketon. Bishop Reedy hosting Northwest. And Williamsburg hosting Portsmouth West. Liberty Union gets Amanda Clear Creek. And Ridgewood gets Oak Hill. That's your look at that bracket. Now we go to Region 20. That's where most of your Mac schools live. Roger Bacon will host Carlisle. We'll have Greenan hosting Taft. Versailles will host Preble Shawnee. Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy welcomes in Madeira. West Liberty Salem will welcome in Marymount. Brookville will say hi to Purcell Marion. Blue Devils host the Cavaliers. Milltown Masson makes the trip to Springfield Shawnee, and Blanchester will host Masson Plains. Moving on to Division 6. Start with Region 23. Oh, by the way, I should have some news. This morning, it looks like the Colts might have had an issue with the COVID, but it looks like they're facilities will stay open because of false positives. It's a shame that that's something that we have to deal with in testing, but rather get tested than not. So it looks like Bengals Colts will still be available for week six. I can't believe I forgot all about that. Thank you, phone, for reminding me. Fort Fry will get Belfry. Afrocentric welcomes in Buckeye Trail. Valley travels to Worthington Christian. Barnesville gets Marion Elgin. We have Signs Valley visiting Nelsonville, York. Fairland gets Rock Hill. Shenandoah gets Dawson Bryant. And Centerburg welcomes in Loudonville. This is Division 6, Region 23. And onwards to Region 24. We start off with Coldwater hosting Triad. Fort Recovery will host Fairbanks. Anna goes to West Jefferson as Arcanum goes to Covington. Last CCC football battle between the Trojans and the Buccaneers. Allen East welcomes in Minster. Parkway goes to Adena. Paint Valley welcomes in Greenview. And Mechanicsburg will welcome in Deer Park. Now for Division 7, we're back to Friday games tonight, this day of recording. Monroe Central in Region 27 will be at Trimble. Burn Union goes to Eastern. Danville welcomes in Cardington Lincoln. Newark Catholic welcomes in Connaughton Valley. Eastern goes to Caldwell. Waterford to River. Frontier to Shadyside. And East Knox hosts Toronto. And now, Region 28, Division 7. Your last games of the week. In the playoffs, I should say. Marion Local will welcome in Cedarville. New Miami will welcome in Fayetteville Perry. 
Cincinnati College Prep goes to Tri-Village. They'll take on their second CCC foe in a row. The Patriots won the CCC title this year over Fort Lee Recovery. Riverside will get Lachlan coming in. St. Henry welcomes in Grove City Christian. Southeastern travels to New Bremen. Tri-County North and Ensonia get their playoff start tonight. Number 10, Tri-County North goes to Ensonia. And Troy Christian visits Fort Recovery. And that's your playoff games. You can check all this stuff out, ohsaa.org, pick football, and then go to brackets. And what I use is the Max Preps Ohio football brackets. Pretty nice feature. Uh, not printable, however, so if you want to print those off because you like printing things or you're a broadcaster like myself, I recommend you know picking your brackets uh, down below from what the state does. And that's it. That's playoff scores, that's football scores, and that's an hour of football for you here locally on the local Sunday Sports Podcast. Again, I have Princeton and Elder tonight. Number two, Princeton welcomes in number seven, Elder. And it'll be on WatchHSSports.tv from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Also available at VikeNation.org. And definitely looking forward to this matchup. Winner of that game should take on St. X and Muller. So... Path doesn't get any easier after this in the region quarterfinals in Division One. Very, very excited. I mean, playoffs are... Luckily, I've been very blessed to not have a game called because of COVID. That's me knocking on wood. But just being part of this and special Princeton team that they have this year, it's, it's tremendous. And I, I sincerely appreciate the opportunity to do so. So... Please check out my broadcast, and we'll talk to you again next week. Actually, no, we won't. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as episode 186 is covering the upcoming boys' soccer, girls' soccer, and volleyball playoffs. Got lots of brackets to talk about then. And also we'll talk about FC Cincinnati winning the final chapter in Hell is Real at Nippert. Plus a little bit more on the local Sunday Sports Podcast. This has been episode 185 of the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen signing off. And we'll talk to you again for episode 186. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. Be sure and bookmark SindayPod.com, the official website of the local Sunday Sports Podcast. From there, you can find your favorite way of listening to future episodes on platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Pandora, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and more. You can also find the Redbubble and Tee Public shops there too, where all podcast merchandise purchases go to help the podcaster. Follow on social media at Pod and the Lead W Mowen on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. This closing theme was created with the Splash app. This is Lee W Mowen saying thank you again for listening, and we'll talk more local Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio sports next time. <laughs>